Hey ladies, welcome back to The Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Bezet and I'm your host. And today we are covering the awesome topic of money, dollars and cents. And we have two guests with us today, Haley Fruche. Hey, Haley. And then Abby Ictor. Say hey. Hello. Hey. Um, So... Haley and Abby are two of my closest friends. Haley's actually my sister-in-law slash... Friend by default. I know. <laughs> Built-in friend. Never knew I needed you, but I obviously do. Um, so I married Haley's older... S- <laughs> older brother. brother. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> older brother, Hunter. And um, Haley, you're how old? I'm 27. Yeah, wow. so... You're a few years younger than I am, but so we have become close friends and workout friends, and we're the moms in the family now with two little, well, I guess we have four. almost, well, three and a half between the four, or two of us. Yeah. <laughs> so I have two boys, and then Haley has a little girl and is expecting a little girl, another little girl. And then Abby is one of my closest friends. We've been friends now for, I don't know. Five or six years? I, around that, yeah. I feel like most of our married life we've been mm-hmm, friends, mm-hmm. or my married life. Um, Same, yeah. And we've gone on several family vacations together. Travel buds, and, but real life buds. Yeah, buds in and out of all seasons. And so, anyways, the two of these girls are both um, just have a lot of life experience and wisdom in the topic of money, and it's been a journey for both of them. And they're going to share that with us today. And honestly, we're just here to talk about this subject today because, I mean, money is one of those topics that I think people kind of cringe when it comes up and they clam up a little bit. But it's so important because if you don't have wisdom in how to deal with this, you can get in a lot of trouble real quick Mm -hmm. and it can cause way more problems than just Mm -hmm. debt. And so we're going to talk around this today. Um, Haley, why don't you introduce yourself, and then will you just share why is this an important topic to you? Yeah, like Katie said, I'm Haley. Um, She is my sister um, by marriage. Um, I grew up with um, a family that was really conscious with finances and just doing it right. But if you know my dad, he's not really a formula-driven dad. So there was never a formula. It was just being aware And then I married my husband, who's so sweet, and he loves formulas. (laughs) So we got married, and right after we got married, we went off to dental school, um, which, you know, that's a lot of debt and Mm -hmm. just a different aspect of learning together. So we did this, and we knew it was a wise investment, but um, Luke always has had plans with kind of how we were going to handle that, and he is very much a steward of our money and our finances. So I've had to learn I would probably be less structured than him, but he has taught me so much structure. And honestly, all the structure that he has brought to our family, I always see the reward later Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. So it's like if I'm disciplined in the moment, then I see the reward. Mm -hmm. Funny fact, I because of my awesome upbringing, and I'm sure Luke appreciates this fact too, that I did not know what credit card debt was until we got married. Really? Told me, wow. yeah, he was like, no, Haley, like you can put money on a car that you don't have and then like, like not money pay it you off. Don't have, yeah. yeah. Wow. 
And I was like, what? Can we do it? <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, no, 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 so no. I, like, it's too I good to be true. No. So shout out to my parents for keeping that from me. Um, and then real. even before I was married uh, in college, I did the envelope system. Just this little... I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had a job in college. I made a teensy about bit of money, and I put them envelopes every month and, or every week. That's how often I would get paid, and that's how I did it. So, you know, it's just kind of this cycle in my life that I've learned, and mm-hmm. now I have a husband that just really maintains it for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. I was reading yesterday that um, fin- well, financial issues or whatever are the second greatest cause of divorce outside of infidelity and you know we obviously have a lot of listeners that are married but then also girls that are not married and so really the heart behind us talking about this is just whether you're in a relationship with someone or not it's something that we all have to figure out and get right right Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't disrupt our life on a greater scale Mm -hmm. so um and i always thought that finances and marriage you'd be fighting about not having enough money and mm-hmm. that is definitely a talk but more than anything i feel like we will argue and maybe not even argue but discuss yeah. how to handle the money mm-hmm. we have right mm-hmm. and so it's just if you come to a healthy place on your own it'll just really help you later on right so. right mm-hmm. okay abby now would you introduce yourself and then give a little background on why this is um just such an important thing mm-hmm. for you and christian yeah I like what you said, formula-driven, because I feel like that's a good way of putting it. My family was similar in that it wasn't very formula-driven in how they handled finances. Um, I didn't really just know a lot about how to handle them, um, was just not aware as a child and you know, the, you know, high school or whatever. And so, but I was always naturally frugal, like I do feel like my parents were, were frugal, and so you know, and I think that older generation, even before boomers, mm-hmm. they were that way. It was just like, be frugal, don't spend. Um, sure. And so I was frugal. Like, I looked, worked at Olive Garden most of my yeah. summers in college, and <laughs> I worked really hard. I got it. My first job was at 15 because my parents were just like, I mean, we had, you know, they're three kids, and they're like, you mean, if you want your own money, like, we'll yeah. cover your necessities. But, you know, as a high schooler, you're like, yeah. I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to buy this. So I started working early, so I feel like I did know the value of a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so went to OBU in Arkadelphia, and then that's where I met my husband also. Shout out, Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my husband is similar in that he is very formal. That's not a cheap way to meet your husband, though. If no. Know that. Don't go to Washita to meet your husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive route, but here, uh. but there's a good ending to that story. Uh, but yeah, so he's similar. He's very formula-driven and very uh, systematic, has a plan. And so, yeah, that was kind of where my journey began with, began with just having a plan Mm -hmm. but like i said i was frugal so even in college i didn't do the envelope system i didn't even know about dave ramsey till my husband told me about it Mm -hmm. but um i remember one time like when christian and i were dating he looked through my checking account because he was like because i just even like i said even though i was frugal i didn't know where my money was really going Mm -hmm. and i did have a job in college i was like one of my only friends that had a job i was a youth intern and i actually would say that i made pretty decent money for what i was doing but i 
I didn't, I mean, I just didn't right. know where it was going. Yeah. And so I remember just trying to like have something to my name when I got married. Like I'd be like, I saved all, I didn't spend it all at Target right. this before the summer before we got married. <laughs> right. You know, like here's, here's my portion. Um, my but, dowry. Yeah, my, yeah dowry. my dowry. I come with a goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, it's like I, without my husband same, it's like, I don't, I do believe if I was single, I would hope that I was still being frugal and wise in some ways, but I, the, the idea of a plan, I mm-hmm. do not think I would have that. Mm-hmm. And even like dreams, mm-hmm. um, I think our generation is really into like experiences instead of just like material things. And as a girl who likes clothes and all the things, it's like, I don't know it was a single girl what I would have picked. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. And so Christian's always been great about being like, Let's, you know, he's the spender. I mean, he's the saver, sorry. He's the saver, I'm the spender. Mm-hmm. So I think we all have a natural right. bend. And so I think if that bend gets out of whack, that can go crazy. Mm-hmm. And so it is good. It is good in any relationship, but especially in your marriage, to ha- be aware of people's natural tendencies so yeah. that you can rein those in. Oh, yeah. And you don't lead yourself to, you know, disaster. But Definitely. That's kind of my basic. Even like Katie was mm-hmm. saying, you don't have to, you know, have a husband to have these perfect, mm-hmm. perfectly in order finances. You can mm-hmm. totally do it on your own. And sometimes, honestly, it might be easier because you don't have multiple opinions on in on your finances. So definitely, there are small steps you can stay, take without having a husband. Oh, real quick, fun fact: the my whole point in telling you about the yeah. checking account was that we found that I was going to Taco Bell so much. <laughs> So Maybe I, that's worth it. I know, right? Like, no. Christian was looking at Taco my checking account. That's the thing. As a college student, he's looking through my checking account. He's like, you go to Taco Bell a lot. Like, you spend a lot of money on fast food. And you probably had one bite of the taco. Yeah, I know. I ate that whole taco. <laughs> I got the freshman five, okay? Don't hate. <laughs> no, it was because eating, apparently eating Taco Bell at midnight, even with a fast metabolism, it'll do it. It'll do but it. you have to eat it late. You guys, really late. You know the times. So don't, don't work out. <laughs> if you don't know Abby, she is teeny tiny and when you eat lunch with her you will be finished with your lunch and she's had one bite and you're like are you gonna finish that i also talk too much you know you do talk while you're eating and then you don't eat and then i'm like i don't talk while i mean i got i have a mission me too i'm like finish you talk i'll eat i'm a finisher (laughs) i'm a finisher and then i'm looking at your plate like you gonna eat that that's how christian is he's like tell me when you're done and please don't play in it and please don't let it get cold just give it to me i got in trouble when i was in preschool for asking for someone else's food and they took me out in the hall and told me don't ever ask for someone else's lunch and it traumatized me oh my god they probably were like are you being fed at home are you okay like yeah i'm okay (laughs) like i'm just hungry (laughs) do you see how tall i am you're like there's an abby sitting at my table she's not gonna eat that i want it i was 510 in preschool um (laughs) So, yeah, what what Haley was saying earlier, too, is I think if you're listening to this and you're in high school or college or even post-college and you're not married yet, um, it's a really great opportunity to hone in and figure out what does the Bible say about money? What does Jesus say? So much of his teaching was about money because, you know, we all grew up in different households and you know, in one family, it's totally normal to literally live on max out credit cards. Mm-hmm. And then in another family, it's like Haley was saying, we don't even know what a credit card is. Right. And, um, you know, your family was very frugal and spent money wisely. And so, you know, everybody comes to the table with a different upbringing, mm-hmm. a different even what have you been taught at church? What have you been taught um, in your home life? And so, it's really, really good to examine, okay, at the end of the day, let's set all of the experiences and biases aside and go, what does Scripture say? Mm-hmm. So, 
That's right, because there's a lot of ways that the world has told us to handle, handle finances that Abby and I might do things different um, with our husbands, but as long as we're following you know, the principles of the Bible, we're mm-hmm. still getting to the same result. Okay, so before we sat down today, Haley and Abby and I have kind of been discussing what are some of the main topics, because obviously with finances, with money, you can talk through (laughs) so many different things, and this conversation could go in so many directions. But at the end of the day, as Bible-believing Christians, we really believe that um, kind of four main things stick out. And so the first one that we want to talk about is um, it's one of the things that we're called to is just staying out of debt. And so <laughs> yeah. can y'all speak to that? What experience have you had with debt, without debt, getting out of debt, all yeah. that? Yeah. Abby, do you want to go? Yeah. So I mentioned earlier, I went to OBU and going into college, I didn't have a plan. I mean, I I don't think a lot of 18-year-olds realize, um, they might know the value of a dollar, but I don't think they realize the, the value of like, okay, here's a $10,000 loan or here's mm-hmm. a $20,000 loan. It's like the numbers are just so huge that I feel like we're, we're thinking, okay, this is like so far off that... Well, you just can't even like quantify it. You're right. Like, how, okay. would I, how would I... Yeah. I'll sign my name. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so like leading up to school, for example, I my dad and I had a deal where it's like when I would start my whatever school year it was... My goal was to pay for my first tuition payment, which was usually around fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, and I had to pay for my own books. So it was like I would get it going, and so every summer and Christmas break, that was like my goal. So it's like I knew that those numbers, but mm-hmm. it was like twenty grand things like that. I'm like mm-hmm. I don't. And so I left OBU, went there all four years. I left OBU with thirty six thousand dollars. That was like after a little bit of interest, um, and. When Christian and I were dating, I told him, obviously, like, he knew that I had it. It's not like it was a shock to him. So even when we were dating, it's like, I think right before we got engaged, he started to talk to his dad and, like, kind of figure out what's a good plan for mm-hmm. us when we get married. And his dad gave him the Dave Ramsey, the complete money makeover. And um, it's a great read. It just, it's like, just lays out all of mm-hmm. the, the steps that they call them the baby steps. And so our thing was, okay, we got to get out of debt. And, you know, Christian did, it wasn't like (laughs) we get married and he's like, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Submit. This is what we're going to do, whether you like it or not. It was a conversation. It was, okay, this is like the two routes. He's like, we can either spread this out. Now he had no student debt. We didn't have any credit cards, anything like that. So it really was just the 36K, (laughs) just 36K. Oh my gosh. And so he was like, we can do one of two things. We can spread this out over 10 years. We can make minimum payments, which usually I think would be around like 200 bucks or something, 300. Or, and then we can get in a house faster. We can almost kind of like live more comfortably Mm -hmm. and we'll spread this out and it'll linger for a while. Or he's like, we can knock it out. And and at the time, the projection was like three and a half years, Mm -hmm. I think, by doing the math. He loves to do math, he loves to figure out how, like, Mm -hmm. what's, what's the exact numbers, how long will it take. And, and we, and we can like knock it out, but he was like, it'll be rice and beans. And he said, he's like, it's going to be hard. Like mm-hmm. it'll be really tight and it'll be hard. But he just, I mean, I just remember him saying like, but if you'll trust me, like I believe that this is the best route and I mm-hmm. think we can do it. And I think it'll set us up to have that discipline from the get go in our marriage. And we got married at 22. So it's like, it's really so young. young. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I want to do the latter, you know, like I want to, let's get this done. And it was rice and beans. Haley and I have joked about this <laughs> in your kitchen the other day. I was like, well, there was one time when I had 
like I think it was $30 a month was my shopping budget. So I was selling a lot of stuff, you know, like you're finding ways to. <laughs> at that point, like you run out of stuff to sell. <laughs> you do. You're like, I, this at some point, this isn't going to make sense. Do you want a lock of my hair? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. And selling so, plasma. Right. Yeah. And so, but. So that was our thing. And, and what's crazy is the math, because of just extra diligence, and honestly, I believe the Lord providing like opportunities. It's like, yeah, you look at your income, but there are things that will happen where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you might have a random job here, or you know, you might save some money here this way. And we actually did it in two years. Two wow. years instead, and it was supposed to take three and a half. Three and a half, and That's so impressive. And that, and we're talking like we're talking entry level salaries. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for nine months of that, I worked as a receptionist at a medical spa. <laughs> like I was not making good money. You know what I mean? It's not like I was. Uh, we were making bank, and you know, my first my first little job, and so, but it was really like living off mm-hmm. very little, and we said no so much. People like you want to go to dinner? Like, mm-hmm. No. You want to come over, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So that was that was kind of the beginning for us. Yeah. And and then we'll talk about it more. But as you guys know, it doesn't stop with like getting out of debt. I think what that does is help you realize, oh my goodness, we can do this. Mm-hmm. This is a like this is a team effort. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the fun starts after the debt mm-hmm. because now you don't you're not just like paying on something that you did years ago. Now it's like oh I'm saving for my house, my vacation, my car, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like that's when the fun begins. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. That's so awesome. Well, and I think Luke and I are a little bit different because Abby and Christian are kind of on the other side of their debt-free journey. They have paid that off, and we're still like in the middle of it. You know, mm-hmm. Luke graduated dental school um, just a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. so we're like in that process of being frugal. But you know, we're also we're starting a family right now, mm-hmm. and we have a kid and a half on the way. So it kind of looks a little bit different for us. And we knew going into Luke's dental school my dad told us I remember it being overwhelming and seeing the numbers and I was like oh my goodness <laughs> and he was like Haley this is a wise investment so I knew that we were like investing mm-hmm. in Luke's future and it was going to be a wise investment and so now um, Luke has made our kind of our debt-free plan and we are like going at it every month and some months you know like when we found out we were pregnant with this baby it was like this might mess things up a little bit but like we're not going to abandon the plan mm-hmm. so we're just like in the midst of it, and I will tell you all that when we are debt free, everyone will know. <laughs> I will make sure, and if you for some reason don't know, I will yell it at you because I'm gonna be very proud. Um, but yeah, we're just in the process, and it's the process of the discipline, and um, what that really mm-hmm. looks like for us. And it's 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 not easy, but it's mm-hmm. also not hard. You know, right. I was talking with Hunter and Katie the other day, and I saw something. A friend posted something on social media, and it was like. Being in debt hard and also being disciplined in your finances is equally hard. They are mm-hmm. both like mm-hmm. so hard to do, and it's you just choose your hard. Which mm-hmm. one do you want mm-hmm. at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. So, this is our hard right now, but we still like God rewards you in mm-hmm. different ways, and we mm-hmm. still get to do fun things, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. can we talk about like what is the heart behind or the biblical principle, the biblical truth behind staying out of debt? Like, why, why do we even encourage people to stay out of debt? hard i think i mean one of the big verses that i always think about is proverbs 22 7 it's uh the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender Mm -hmm. which you're like ouch i don't like that you know Mm -hmm. um and i think the hope is i mean in scripture you just see 
time and time again where, you know, especially in the Proverbs, where it's just talking a lot about wisdom Mm -hmm. and how, you know, doing this thing, like there's wisdom in this, and doing this thing, you're a fool. It's like, I don't know about you, but anytime a, the Bible is downright saying, like, this is wicked or foolish, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, oh, I think I want to avoid that. Right. Um, and then there's so many times where the Bible is talking about such freedom um, because you're not being held down. You're like, you're not slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. And um, then also there's generosity that comes from that too. And it's like, if you are in a place of debt and you are dead, debt ridden, there's so many like you're so restricted Mm -hmm. you cannot be generous really to a degree um and there's just a lot of freedom when you're not held down Mm -hmm. by things you did in the past Mm -hmm. you know it's i mean it's such a such a spiritual Mm -hmm. uh aspect to it also but Mm -hmm. i think that's that's the verse i kind of that kind of the idea i keep coming back to is Mm -hmm. just the bible talks so much about the wisdom in it Mm -hmm. and if the bible says anything is wise i'm like we should chase after that yeah Mm -hmm. definitely Haley, did you have anything to add to that? Well, ultimately what I just think about is I'm like, everything is the Lord's, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, do I want my debt to be the Lord's? Like, no, I want to like take care of this and like give him something even greater than that. So, um, and like Abby said, when we don't have debt, we are able to be so much, like have so much generosity, um, just like take care of others Mm -hmm. so well, take care of the church, you Mm -hmm. know, like tithing is just easy when you're not thinking about anything else and like the lord rewards those that have been faithful in their finances and so Mm -hmm. and we see that my mom used to always say growing up when like we would tithe and then something would happen we'd find a sale Mm -hmm. or something she'd be like it's because we tithe (laughs) and honestly like i know that kind of seems silly to some people but really like the lord just rewards you in all kinds of ways so really i'm like debt get away from me because i want that reward Mm -hmm. so i'm like hunting and fishing for that reward because i'm like whether it's not just he doesn't give us like money and like envelopes in our mailbox like (laughs) i just want like that umbrella of him like reigning over us and the protection Mm -hmm. over our family and Mm -hmm. i want to give that reward to ivy and um all of our kids one day Mm so well yeah there's a generational aspect to it which christian and i talked about excuse me christian and i talked about a lot when we first got married and it was like thinking about how we don't want to when we die, we don't want our parents, I mean, we don't want our children, sorry, to be like, wow, look what, like what the, look what they left us. Not like, oh, they only left us to, but more like, did they leave us a disaster to deal with? Right. Like that's, I know that sounds really morbid, but it's like, I want what we do in this life. Now I know it's just this side of eternity, but it's like, there is an impact and there's a legacy. And if I am just obsessed with self and what I can spend today, it's like, there will, there's no legacy left to my kids. And it's like that, what getting giving a grandchild what if you're giving them an inheritance and that now they get to buy their house like mm-hmm. you know it's just there's so many things that it's not essential mm-hmm. but i think i want to know that i'm helping in a way that isn't just all about me like i want yeah. it to oh, definitely. i want it to live past me not so they can just you know I don't know. I just, I like yeah. the idea. Well, it, it keeps on giving. Yes. Yeah. Like you, you basically stand on the wise choices that your parents made mm-hmm. in the years past. Like mm-hmm. I'm at a stronger place spiritually because my parents dealt with some of their baggage. I'm at a stronger place 
um, family-wise because they dealt with some, you know, it, right. the more that you deal with They're your like own. snowballs yes. on oh, yeah. top of it all. Not sure. just finances. It's like in every category, the more you deal with your junk, mm-hmm. the more you, the less you have to carry on into the future and your right. kids definitely don't mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. Right. And it just like starts with you. You get yeah. to start it. Like yeah. it does not matter if nobody else did it before you, like you get to start doing this. So like For no sure. pressure. Well, and, and I don't know, I need to find the stat. I'll find it here. But, um, I know that there's a stat that talks about how like the majority, basically the majority of billionaires, no, I should say millionaires. There's not that many billionaires in the world. The majority of millionaires are first generation millionaires. They they did not inherit that. Like there's a good percentage and it's a majority. That's so encouraging to hear because you don't have to be born into money. Like it would be nice to have, (laughs) but it's like just, you get to start the discipline. Um, I thought of this way y'all were talking and this is very random, but when I was little, my parents like taught me to save and they, you know, a birthday comes around and you get 20 bucks from your grandma or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would, it's certain they opened a bank account for me and we would like go deposit it and all that. But I remember, you know, if we'd have a garage sale and I'd make like a lot of $1 bills, I was obsessed with taking care of my $1 bills <laughs> and I would iron them. You would iron your $1 bills? <laughs> And my mom would come in my room in the evening, and I'd be, like, ironing my bills, like, <laughs> steaming them. Like, well, Shh. they should have been proud for the stewardship that they instilled in you at such a young age. Either that or they were like, is she obsessed with, like, <laughs> right. what's going on here? Oh, no. What have we done wrong? Well, I know you on a personal level. I wouldn't say you're obsessed. No. <laughs> but that does kind of is, like, a predictor of your personality. <laughs> particular. Diligence. Diligence. Not particular, but just, like. I don't know. It's just, it's very Katie. <laughs> okay. I found the stat. It's 88% of millionaires are self-made millionaires. I wow. love that stat. I do too. <laughs> For real. Because well, people totally believe like, oh, you are this far in life, but it's because your parents, it's because your parents, because you got an inheritance or yeah. your parents were like, here's this down payment. That's not, I mean, that might happen to some, yeah. but not the majority. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I, we've talked about debt at length. Yeah. Um, I feel like at the at the heart level of all of this, we have to talk about like discipline and contentment because I feel like when you get to a place, oops, I hit the mic. Um, I feel like there's so much about finances that really is a heart issue. And Mm -hmm. so, um, can we talk about that? Like what does contentment look like for you guys? How did you learn it? Um, what am I still learning? I know, right? (laughs) It's an ongoing journey, right? (laughs) Right. Every day you choose. But like, what advice would you give to a woman who is, I mean, honestly, we all probably have this tendency, but like to a woman that has the tendency to look at her friends and go, wow, you've got a nice car. Wow. Your clothes are awesome. I want that. I'm going to get that right even if it means going into debt Mm. right i mean it's so hard because you just you see things and you're like oh yeah i want it i'll get it (laughs) and then you've got debt with it but what i tell people a lot is no matter where you're at like you know i have a beautiful home and my husband bought like was able to buy us this beautiful home and i'm so grateful for it but Um, somebody might be comparing their home to my home, but I can easily compare my home to the next size home. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, you can just get in the cycle. So you never attain what the world says is the goal is what is enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I'm like 
you just kind of have to like picture that hamster wheel and you're like, do I want to get on it or do I just need to be grateful? Mm-hmm. And that hamster wheel seems very tiring. The only mm-hmm. thing it's going to do for you is get you all your rings closed on your Apple watch. It's pretty <laughs> nice. <laughs> for but, you, that's a right, priority. For me, that is a priority. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, it's a vicious cycle. So I'm like, do I want to be in the cycle or do I not want to be mm-hmm. in the cycle? And I'm not, I'm not good at it. Trust me. There's things I want and I'm very I love things like Abby was we're both like to we're the spenders I wish I wasn't I'm like I wish I didn't care take that take this cup for me you know (laughs) like I don't want to be the spender but I am and so um the Lord like I feel like that's part of my personality so he doesn't want to take my personality from me but he can teach me how to um, better handle that and be disciplined with Mm -hmm. it and be content for the things I have so Mm -hmm. I just remind myself I'm like I'm so thankful This is like, Mm -hmm. I have a lot to be thankful for, Mm -hmm. though there is a lot more I could have. So stay off the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Christian is... Oh, he's so good at the contentment part because, um, you know, growing up for him, he... I think boys just oh are. Gosh, I know. Like, I don't get I it. I think it's a boy thing. <laughs> well, they don't I, care. They're like, whatever. I mean... <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. So, for, growing up, he was a missionary kid, and so it was really tight. And, you know, he always said that he never knew that they made really little. Like, he never knew mm-hmm. because his parents just, like, they didn't talk about it in mm-hmm. front of him. And But they he also did know, like, the value of a dollar, but it's like he would always he said he would like save his allowance for like you know months and months and buy like a stereo system and then like his little sister his older sister would like she was more like me she like you know every allowance was like burning a hole in her pocket Mm -hmm. and he just like he would have you know save hundreds of dollars like as an eight-year-old and he just had the discipline to do it but so that has definitely you know occurred in his adult life too but he always has to remind me like where we started and how you know when we got married, we didn't have a lot. We only really had what we had saved up to that point as young adults. And so, you know, like, for example, when we got engaged, he sold he sold a guitar um, that he loved. I think it was like a custom guitar that wow. he had gotten what designed. Sacrifice. Christian. I know, just to buy my engagement ring, Aww. you know, and like he worked for that. And um, so it wasn't like I'm just going to go in debt. So when we get married, it's like, oh. You're, we're still paying for that ring you got. Hope you love it. You know, yeah. so it's like, and I know that's like a norm and whatever. But I, he's there. There's something to be said with contentment as with working hard. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks a lot about like earning a fair wage and the value of mm-hmm. work. Um, and with generous, with hard work, you have more generosity. But mm-hmm. um, I think with contentment, it's a s- similar to what I said earlier about like wisdom. Oh gosh, I hit the mic too. You know, I'm so sorry. it happens. Um, I'm like imagining anyone listening, like, oh, <laughs> you know, nah. But uh, <laughs> they don't care. So the Bible does talk a lot about being wise, but it's like when they talk about any sort of foolishness, it's foolishness. It's a lot about being impulsive or being hasty or being just like almost greedy and i think about how like the opposite of contentment is all of those things mm-hmm. i want what i want i don't care the cost i want what i want you know i don't care how much it hurts our financial future i want that thing mm-hmm. and even with marriage i want the, i know like don't tell me what i can't mm-hmm. have right, <laughs> and yeah. i think that's why you have such that issue with marriage and when we first got married ours was a little bit more of a power struggle and it took us so long to get that groove because it what Christian and I are not like the passive aggressive fighting types. There's no like cold just aggressive, shoulder. just aggressive. And so you know, like <laughs> we are combative. I guess you should. Say. So it's like we had to really work through that because 
we had to figure out the balance. So mm-hmm. how do you how do you have like money that it's ours? It's not like you go spend what you want and I don't know about it. But it's like no, what what is really important? What can we do? And Christian knew that like if he could get me to if he knew that there was a certain amount of like releasing control almost he had to release a little bit of control in a certain areas not excessive but it would make me like as a woman feel like i did have security but i also wasn't like that he wasn't taking everything from me Mm because remember like i said i was working from 15 so it was weird to be married to someone and then be like no, you can't go get that. We don't have the money. I'm like, like what do I work me. for? Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you are having these very, right. like, this is like, this mm-hmm. is like a very flesh, like, uh, conversation. Like, I want this, though. <laughs> Anyways, but he, it's like he learned that if he would release in some areas in a wise way, then when it was a big decision, was hard, I was willing to go there mm-hmm. because I didn't mm-hmm. feel like he had taken everything from me, but I felt yeah. like he was considering, okay, like, I've made a I've made a commitment to also provide for you and that doesn't mean I give you everything you want but I do want you to feel taken care of mm-hmm, right. and there is a season for all that where taken care of has different different definitions but it's like you know and I and so when he says hey um I want to we need to get this house and that's a probably a whole other story but we're going to get this house it's a little bit different than what we were in a contract for originally but I think we can do this and this and um you know It'll be more of a long-term house. We won't get out it in, in five years. But it's like talking to me about vision and dreams. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm with okay. you. And it's yeah. like I the house that we're in, we bought it without me even seeing it. I never got to go inside. Wow. I saw wow. pictures, and it was pre-renovation. And so he has learned <laughs> like if we will um, be on the same page. That is like everything and the contentment. It's like you just have to remember mm-hmm. where you came from and. It is that's we can talk later about it at some point, but that's where lifestyle creep happens. Mm-hmm. You know, lifestyle creep. Mm-hmm. It's like feeling like I have to keep it's like keeping up with the Joneses really. And mm-hmm. I have to keep going at this level just because my income has increased. Right. And it's like really I mean, mm-hmm. more money, more problems. It's real. Yeah, right. it really is real. And there's there's like the truth of what you need to stay out of when it comes to finances, but mm-hmm. Like Abby was saying, like, I need the grace in there, too, like the Bible offers us. So it's like the Bible is full of truth and grace, and Luke has brought that into our mm-hmm. marriage with our finances the same way, because the truth is we got to stay out of debt, mm-hmm. we got to get rid of our debt, and we got to be wise mm-hmm. with our finances. But the grace comes in whenever, like, there's situations that arise, and there's going to have to be this, like, little adjustment for a month, but we're going to get back on track mm-hmm. because we know where we're headed. So mm-hmm. it's kind of both of those parts because you do have different personalities. But um, you have the same goal. But you have the same goal. That's right. the yeah. Right. Yeah. So it helps. I feel like when you talk about the subject of contentment, such a huge topic, too, is just thankfulness because yes, I think sometimes when you forget to be thankful, mm-hmm. it's almost like that contentment level, discontentment level rises. Mm-hmm. But when you can intentionally, I think think being thankful is like an intentional practice. Yeah, and like a verbal thing. Like just yes. don't think it, like say it. Yes. Say it aloud. Like, yeah. I am so thankful for this car that I have to drive yes. to work. Mm-hmm. Like just tell people you're thankful for yeah. it. I'm telling you, it's, it's not just in your mind. You mm-hmm. have to say it. There's a verse that I always think about that it's in Psalms and it says, we enter his courts with thanksgiving and yeah. our heart enters mm-hmm. gates with praise. Or maybe it's the opposite mm-hmm. way, but it's the idea that like 
a heart of thankfulness literally brings us into the presence of God. It brings us into closer communion with God. And so even, yes, speaking it out loud, but speaking it to God first, too, and going, God, I'm so thankful for our home. I'm so thankful for a warm bed that we have a heater right Mm -hmm. now that works, that Mm -hmm. my shoes don't have holes in them right now, that... You know, just all of those things. It's like voicing that to God definitely makes you remember that, like, all of this is a gift, and I'm so blessed. Mm-hmm, and right. the contentment level rises to where you don't feel such a need to, like, uh, go get mm-hmm. and meet some kind of, like, hole inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a thankful person is, like, super attractive, too, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to attract friends. You'll attract maybe a future spouse. Like, I just don't know what's going to come for you, but, like, the Lord loves a thankful heart, mm-hmm. and like so do His people. Yeah, so, definitely. Like, well, and this verse is a really good one about contentment. It's Hebrews thirteen five it says, "Keep your li- this is Jesus talking. Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have. For He has said, I will never leave you or nor forsake you. And so it's like people do get confused with the is it the love of money? Like money is the root of all evil. No, 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 it's the love of money is the root of all evil. And people get that a little confused. And it's like, oh, if you're, if you have any sort of wealth, it's evil, you know, it's like, no, no, no. But it's, it, does it define you? And does it make you happy? And do you think it impresses God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like God is aware that he has given us everything we have. So mm-hmm. same thing with tithing. It's like mm-hmm. when we tithe, we just are bringing it back. It's not like this is mine. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing it back. I'm returning mm-hmm. what was given to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, same with what you said, it's like the ungrateful. I don't know about you, but I've had moments where I feel like something has come out of my mouth and Christians has been like, that sounds really ungrateful. And I'm like, you're right. Because it really is like, I just said oh this. Gosh. I can't believe I just said this. Like, what a mm-hmm. brat. <laughs> right. You know, like, I can't mm-hmm. believe. And so I, I do think, and when, we, when we're ungrateful, it's, it's, I do think it's really like disrespectful to God too. Oh, yeah. Because he's, I mean, we live in the most, in this, <laughs> but like in this time in our world, especially in America, it's like we are living in the most privileged time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. we have like the, the most richest, one of the richest, or is it the richest country? Like, the most know. wealthy. I don't know that stat. <laughs> but I feel I'm like going to find are. it. If we're not number one, we are up there. Yeah, and so it's like yeah. the ungratefulness. It's, it's well, insulting. I feel that on a different level because right now my oldest son, Jack, just turned four. And it's like teaching him how to be thankful. And for some reason, you know, kids are whatever. Kids just do <laughs> say oh, things. Right. But we he just had a birthday. We got him a cool truck and... He drives it around, and then one day he tells me, I don't like this truck anymore. I don't even want it. And I was like, are you trying to hurt me? Because I'm taking this personally right now. But then it's like... How often are we like that with God? Like, well, and yeah, he just doesn't know. And it's yes, like, I know. So you have to like. So yeah, this. then I'm like talking to him about a thankful heart, yeah. and God loves a thankful heart. And how do I teach a four year old right. to have? grateful you know a grateful attitude but it's like when you translate that to the father god it's like okay sorry i probably i did this the other day yeah Mm -hmm. i definitely Mm -hmm. am guilty of this but no and even just like i know when i am like tell luke how grateful i am for the way he provides for us he wants to give to our family more and Mm -hmm. then the same goes for our heavenly father Mm -hmm. and it's like the more you just say like i'm so grateful i'm so thankful you will see that in return one day. And definitely. Like, mm-hmm. Just speak it, believe it, yeah. say it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. Definitely. Um, okay. You mentioned lifestyle creep. Do we feel like we covered that? Keeping up with the Joneses? Um, 
Was there anything else? Just the idea that we constantly feel the need to like uh, right. keep upping, keep the upping. ante. Yeah. You know? So it's like when the 2021 Tahoe comes out, right? But like, spoiler I, alert: there's going to be a 2022 Tahoe. I know. I know. You know, and, and it's, it's going like, to be more beautiful. And, it, right. and I already want that one. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like. Well, we were talking about this earlier. Um, so we just noticed that like. Between the three of us, none of us have right. a car payment. Yeah, yeah, guys, that's six cars between the three of us. Right. They're Zero older cars. Car they're yeah. Right, they're quality cars. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I, I was t- telling them earlier. I looked at this stat, and it's just insane. The average car payment in America is five hundred and three dollars. Can you imagine? If that was invested properly over 40 years, inflation adjusted, you could expect $1.6 million in today's dollars. And wow. I just feel like people our age don't think... Now, I, I do know people like invest, but I do feel like investment is one of those things where it's like, oh, I'll do that later, especially with retirement. I'll do mm-hmm. that later. But it's like there... And now we will link these resources, but like with Dave Ramsey, you know... Like I said, it doesn't end with debt, and so mm-hmm. there's a future in mind, and mm-hmm. retirement is one of those baby steps. And at some point, you're doing a few baby baby steps like simultaneously. Um, but yeah, the the lifestyle creep. That's where I like cars. That's the thing. It's like we were just talking earlier. It's like I, the last time I cared about how beautiful my car was was high school, and it's like I realized I'm like, do I really want someone mm-hmm. to like me or think more of like? Do I want to be around this person that thinks more of me because yeah. of the car I drive? Right. It's a car. It right. depreciates in value. It's like well, yeah. And if you have a two nice car, then you can't eat Chick Fil A in there. So. I mean, pick your battles, you know, my car, oh my God, my battles. I want my car in Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I want my coffee stain on my car. Right. I do. It, it, it's, you know, Just kidding. A room freshener. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I was thinking of a verse while we were talking a minute ago. Um, it's James 1, 7, and it says, religion that our God accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And I just love that because it like boils down the heart of religion. Like when God looks at us and what we are practicing as believers, what he looks at us and loves is when we take care of orphans and widows. Mm -hmm. And it's just so simple when you put it like that. But it, I actually was reading a stat yesterday from, you know, the Barna group, they do Mm -hmm. all kinds of church and leadership research. And, um, they were saying that among 18 to 35-year-olds, when it comes to what are their priorities financially, one of the lowest things amongst Bible-believing Christians is taking care of those in need. Mm. And I just thought that was so interesting because, you know, when we have the greater conversation about money and um, even legacy and what we're mm. saving for and, you know, what God looks at is something that He is proud of it's like he wants us to have the financial margin Mm -hmm. to be able to give to Mm -hmm. someone in need and that be i mean literally if you look at that verse and you think about the meaning of that it's one of god's top priorities Mm -hmm. that that's what we spend our time doing Mm -hmm. is taking care of those that are important in need and if all we're doing, I mean, that's such a bigger conversation, but if all we're doing is thinking about how to take care of us mm-hmm. and building our like little circle of 
accumulations. Mm-hmm. It's literally the opposite of what God wants. And so I just want to challenge those of you that are listening right now to even just ask yourself, what amount of energy in your life are you giving toward taking care right. of the poor and needy? Mm-hmm. And if you feel challenged to um, increase that, which I think we all do, you know, your local church if it's New Life Church, you know, we have lots of opportunities for outreach and different things. But even just looking at who's your neighbor, who's around you, Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming up. There's plenty of people with needs. And so just building your life toward being generous is, mm-hmm. you know, a great goal to have. Right. So I agree. Well, and I remember I don't feel like that was something that was on my radar when I was younger. Right. It's like you really are just like, mm-hmm. no, I have to get me from A to yeah. B. I don't know how I would do that. And it is one of those things that you just think about in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, one day when I'm wealthy, one day I'll give right. to that orphanage. When I have to tell the story though, because we <laughs> it's a good such a good laugh yesterday. Um, we were talking about how uh, if you guys watch The Office. Any office lovers? This no. is oh gosh, yes. this is such a good example. But like um, Michael Scott, you know the main character. He uh, promises this classroom of kids um, when they're little that he is going to pay for their college. At, you know when they yes. graduate. Yes. What a promise! Now Michael Scott is the manager of a failing paper supply company. Yeah, okay. Right. And at the time he's thirty years old, and it comes time ten years later for him to pay the bill. And he has to go. He's been avoiding going and doing this whole thing because he doesn't have the money. And he basically says, like, well, I thought I was going to be a millionaire when I was 40. But he was like, now I have less money than I did when I was 30. And I do think so many of us operate in that way yes. where it's like one day, one day, one right. day. But it's like, years. no, today. Like, it What's matters. Yeah, today. And, I mean, you're not even promised tomorrow. Right. So. Well, I really do think that we have scratched the surface on yeah, a lot Yeah, I was of, just about to say, it's like scratch the surface. I know. No it's such an ongoing. Right. It's mm-hmm. like. Such an ongoing right. conversation. Mm-hmm. So I hope this has helped you if you're listening today. And if it has, I just would love it if you would share this because, you know, I do think that um, when we are growing in our wisdom and understanding of what God wants for us, it's important to share. And so um, before we're done, would Haley, would you pray yeah. over those that are listening about this topic? And then we will close it out. Yeah, let's pray. God, we just right now give you our finances, give you our money, give you everything we're worth because it's all yours in the end. And so no matter what our past is with money, what our future is with money, God, we just we just give it to you first. And we thank you that you're going to teach us to be wise and content with our money, God, that um, we'll just start this journey of thankfulness, Jesus. And I thank you as we enter this season of thankfulness that um, there's just so much that we have that you mm-hmm. have given us. And you will remind us to say it aloud and tell people around us how thankful we are. And even though um, we love to talk about this hard year, there's still so many things that we could count up, God. And so um, I just thank you for your faithfulness to us, that um, what your word has taught us about finances and that this is not something that we have to kind of dig to find what we're supposed to do, but you have clearly laid it out there Mm -hmm. for us, God. And so um, I just thank you that you are going to plant these seeds of um, finances in our heart, God, and seeds of stewardship in our heart, and that um, we're just going to start this journey that might be new for some. It might be something that the others have already started. And we just thank you um, for who you are and for um, what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, ladies. Thank you so much for listening to the Woman Podcast, and we will see you back soon. Cue the music. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do.